Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. Last episode, I talked about what you need to know about your own personality in order to align your business strategy to it. And when you do this, your main offer becomes your signature offer. And that offer fully represents you and can be put on autopilot to generate income for you. Now, today I'm going to be talking about what you need to know about your client's personality or your ideal client if you are still in marketing mode. Now, if you went through the Create Your Signature Bootcamp last spring, you heard me get really transparent about my own offer, specifically the three critical items section that we filled out together on the blueprints. And by the way, that's now a mini course that's available at Unbox University. If you just go to powercoachgen.com, it's the first button under my business card. But the three critical items that are for my ICA that, that they need to know are know yourself, know your audience, and know your offer or your strategy. And I put those two together because the whole premise of the boot camp is realizing that your offer becomes your strategy. So you've got to outline that first with the blueprint. <laughs> but what came up time and time again for the participants was, oh, I didn't know my ICA like I thought I did, or I've been accidentally attracting the wrong audience. Now, if that's you, no sweat. I think it's a rite of passage. We've all been there. In fact, that was my story when I started episode three. If you go back and listen to the beginning of episode three of this podcast. But this is why I love the Enneagram so much, because not only does it help you know yourself better, but it also helps you know your client better and build rapport a lot faster than if you didn't know this information. 
So I'm going to go over the three things that you need to know about your client's personality right after the intro. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. Now, most personality tests categorize their profiles based on behaviors. I just want to give a quick recap of my story. Did you know that there are tests out there that actually instruct you to take their test at least twice? First, you need to take it like you're at work, and then you need to retake it like you're at home. And some of those tests are not short. <laughs> some of them are really, really long. And some of them back in the day, you had to fill out these little bubbles, and then you get cramps in your fingers from the Scantron. Well, when I take that test, at work, I'm an extrovert, but at home, I'm an introvert. And I struggled with that for a long time on how to balance that or really understand the introvert in me and the extrovert in me. And I, and I still do struggle with that. But at least the Enneagram helps me recognize why I do that, since the Enneagram is based off of motivations and not behaviors. So if I'm feeling bored or if I'm feeling trapped, again, I'm a type seven, I'm going to start exploring. I'm going to start finding distractions to get through it. I might do something crazy like strike up conversations with strangers or go for a drive just because, or just do something because I'm feeling a little understimulated. But if I get overstimulated or if I am hyper-focused on a task or reading a book, or maybe I'm just sitting back and I'm people watching. <laughs> I'm basically being entertained instead of being the entertainer. In those times, I'm going to look more like an introvert. Now, both situations nod to my type seven's core motivation, which is to be content or to not be bored or to be deprived. Now, your client or your ideal client is the same way. Now, behaviors are really easy to observe. And they're really easy to imagine when it comes to um, the personality of someone else. And so I always say the difference between a behavior and a motivation is a behavior you can imagine. You can actually see someone doing it. And you don't really have the luxury of crawling into someone else's mind and having a peek to see what they're really thinking and feeling. We can only observe what they are doing. But you need to know all three to truly connect with your client. So I want to start with the doing because you're already doing that. You judge people on their behaviors first. And no, this doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you human because your brain is wired to, to be that way. You're, it's wired to scan the environment for the possibility of threats. And this is to keep you safe. 
that's what your body is designed to do is to keep you alive. So you are observing either consciously or unconsciously what other people are doing or what they're not doing. And that's going to trigger a state of attention. Even if that doing is unconscious on the other, on the other person's part, like it maybe it's their body language or it's just the fact that they're having a good hair day. They may not necessarily be aware of that. And what we do with all of those observations is that it gives you clues about the person that you then make assumptions about what they are thinking or what they are feeling. And yes, those are the three things, thinking, feeling, and doing that you need to know about your client's personality, but you don't want to make assumptions. Now, there are three main categories of behaviors that you can observe. Now, there's probably more than three, but I'm going to be talking about three. (laughs) So the first one is style. Now, this could be leadership style, it could be your teaching style, it could be their parenting style, even attachment style, uh, even their fashion style. These are things that you can observe outside of them. And usually this nods to their preference because styles can change just like trends change. As we mature, our styles will change. So that's the first category of behaviors. The second category are habits. Now, these are learned behaviors that have become automatic or subconscious. Just you're driving and you're so used to driving to work that you automatically turn right at the light when you actually needed to go to Starbucks. So you needed to turn left. (laughs) And so these are habits that become automatic or subconscious. And then the third category is reflexes. Now, these are unconscious behaviors. These are unconscious behaviors that your client can't control. And it's a blind spot. Like they don't even realize that they are doing it. So this is what the nine acknowledgement languages addresses. So if you've read my book or you take it my course about the nine acknowledgement languages, that is what this addresses. Now, there is another category. It's not a separate category, but it's like a subcategory and it can fall under habits or reflexes. And it's kind of like a, I try to steer away from the word trauma, but there's so much trauma that I'm just going to say it. So it could be a trauma response or it could be a disorder or a health condition. Now, these could either be subconscious or they could be unconscious, but we're not going that deep today. (laughs) Ask me later and I'll be happy to tell you. You can post it in the Facebook group. Now, if we stop there at behaviors, you're going to be making assumptions about the thinking and the feeling that your client is doing. And you know what they say when you assume you make an ASS out of you and me. So instead of relying solely on their behaviors, you've got to learn to ask questions. Now, this is the fastest way to close that experience gap between you and your clients. You want to ask for clarification. You want to ask if they're under stress because they might be masking their stress with a smile, with a wave, with a a chipper face. You want to ask them where their boundaries are. You want to ask them how they feel about a situation. Now, in most cases, maybe even all cases, (laughs) you don't want to ask them directly like that. But that's something that we cover in the coach certification program in the Art of Asking Questions. 
But the real gold to truly connecting with your clients is understanding their motivations. And between the Enneagram and the nine acknowledgement languages, you're able to tie their behaviors, especially those reflexes, those unconscious behaviors that are blind spots to them. You can tie those behaviors to their motivations faster and more accurately and really give them aha moments and insights into themselves. And when you understand where they are coming from motivation-wise, you're able to ask them even more specific questions that are more relevant to what matters to them. And then they make faster progress. They get faster results, bigger results, because they're getting these insights and these aha moments, not just about whatever it is that you're, you're teaching them, but they get insights about themselves. And that, my friends, is building rapport and why you will stand out and why they will do business with you. Now, I'm going to get more specific on the different types in the, in the following episodes after this. We're going to be exploring each Enneagram type and how it affects how you coach your clients or how you teach your students and how you attract your ideal client. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. Learning this information is so key to understanding what drives your client because behaviors can change, but motivations don't vary much, especially those core motivations that the Enneagram gives us insights about your clients. And when you give your clients a safe place to unbox themselves, they are able to unleash their power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.